0: Audible.com is a leading provider of audiobooks. Sign up today for a free 30-day trial at searchenginejournal.com forward slash audible and get your first book for free
1: perfect beach in the world, well, we can think about it as well. Where can I hook up my quantum? Digital pimp, hard of work. Yeah, you apparently didn't put one of the new cover sheets on your TPS report. So, should we send it to first? Just a couple of people. The question is, who are they going to send it to? This podcast is brought to you by Search Engine Journal, and you're listening to Marketing Nerds.
0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to another amazing episode of Marketing Nerds. I'm joined here today with Danielle Antoes. She's our Features Editor at SCJ, and we are doing another episode of Freelancers Forum. Hi, Danielle.
1: Hey, Kelsey. I'm excited.
0: I know. I always get excited for these. (laughs) They're just easy.
1: They are, and they're a lot of fun.
0: So today, we're talking about getting out of the hustle mentality, and before we get to that, I want to kind of go into our definition so there is a difference between a hustle mentality focus or reflecting on you in a negative way and then a good work ethic so a quote that i shared with danielle before we started recording that we think fits the definition of a good work ethic well is one by mark cuban one of my favorite billionaires his (laughs) quote is work like there is someone working 24 hours a day to take it away from you so the reason why we use that for motivation is because that goes into work ethic. So, you know, um, when you could, you know, go an extra 10% or 20% for your clients or under-promised and over-delivered, those are things you want to keep um, doing no matter how successful you get. But then when it starts to you know reflect on you negatively or affect you negatively is when you're working too much there's no work-life balance you don't have proper priorities Um, you're operating from a place of fear and uh, poor thinking or poverty thinking instead of embracing the success you have so I thought it'd be um, good to explain that up front before we get into it so Danielle do you want to talk a little bit about you know how your insight and and thoughts on hustling has changed since you've been freelancing for a few years now?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So in the beginning, you're kind of just taking just about any client that'll come at you, right? You're hustling. You're trying to build a portfolio. You're trying to prove to yourself or maybe even um, to your clients that you're good at what you do, that you're you're able to do well as a freelancer. And I think hustling is important in the beginning. It's important when you get to the point where you're shifting from um, working full-time and freelancing part-time when you make that shift into full-time freelancing you do work from a place of fear a bit um, a fear of failure and so you're taking clients that maybe have red flags that you feel weird about taking on the job either because they're kind of giving you a weird vibe or ethically you just don't feel good about it Um, or it's just not something you're passionate about. That's very common to do in the beginning. And I think it's absolutely acceptable in the beginning, but as you get more established as a freelancer, as you get more experience, as you get to the point where you can consider yourself an expert in what you do, um, there needs to be a shift. There needs to be a shift from working 80 hours a week because 40 hours at your regular job and then also trying to work at home, um, when you get off on your freelance stuff. Um, that's important in the beginning. It's necessary in the beginning to make that jump. But at a certain point, you need to step back and think about why you became a freelancer. Um, for me, it was definitely important to, uh, to make more money. I made more money freelancing than I did in my, my corporate job pretty much right off the bat. Um, but also, you know, I have an almost one-year-old having the balance to spend time with her, to spend time with my husband, to travel the way that I like to do. Um, and if I'm continuing to work 80 hours a week, that's not sustainable. And it's not healthy. And that's kind of what we're talking about when shifting from the hustle mentality. Um, You do have to hustle always to a certain extent, but it's also really important to have that work-life balance that I think a lot of freelancers, um, that's why they go freelance a lot of times.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, You know, like you said, I I worked so hard almost in the wrong way at the beginning. So hours and hours, I mean... 12 to 18 hours a day just to make sure that I was either getting clients or I was getting work done or I'd have terrible clients that would request really fast turnaround and I'd say yes because they needed the money. Um, And like you said, Danielle, as you grow up, your thoughts about your business need to grow up too. So I think one major thing that we need to talk about is you shouldn't be bragging about working yourself to the bone like that is not what we were built to do and that should not be your goal at all and the true performers the most successful people in any industry i swear to you they're not going to be impressed by that Um, (laughs) (laughs) like think about tim ferris or mark cuban like i mentioned i i promise you they're not you know talking with people that are saying oh my god i only got four hours of sleep last night i've worked so hard they're not going to be impressed and you need to us as Americans especially need to stop operating from that place where how the hours you work equal how good of a worker you are because that's simply not the case. I know people that only work 20 hours a week and they get way more done than other people I know that work 40 hours a week. It's all about being productive and I think that goes into getting out of the hustle mentality too. So in the beginning I had no idea how to be productive and block my time but now I'm a lot better about it. I know that I'm, I do my, my best work usually around lunchtime or early afternoon. So that's when I do my hard work, my writing, my intensive work, all the other admin tasks like email or, you know, fixing an Excel spreadsheet or whatever. I save those when I'm not as productive. And I think that's what true hustling is as you grow up, it's kind of figuring out when you're the most productive and capitalizing on that versus, um, you know, working on Christmas or whatever. Like that's not cool anymore. And we need as freelancers and just employees and people in the digital space, we need to move past that.
1: Yeah, I agree. There's actually two points that you mentioned that I think it's important to highlight. First of all, um, you mentioned running a business. And I think But a lot of freelancers don't think of themselves that way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You are running a business. Would you want to work for someone who worked you that hard? Is that something that you would be happy doing? And I think in general, the answer is no. If you're coming in from, you know, if you're doing a launch, um, if you've got a new course coming out, something like that, sure, those long hours are going to happen and you should absolutely be dedicated enough to do it. Um, But if that's happening at the expense of your relationships with people, Um, with your family I think that's a huge that's a huge red flag that you need to step back Um, and the other thing with the working the 80 hours a week that we kind of talked about is there's actually a point of diminishing return Um, I forget what exactly the stat is but I think it's around 40 or 50 hours a week maybe we can pull up um, I'm sure there's an article or two about it and include it in the recap Um, there's a point at which you don't get any more done (laughs) and I want to say it's around 50 55 hours a week
0: yeah I think you're right
1: so if you're working eighty hours a week, um, your brain stops functioning. You stop being able to focus. You end up spending a lot of time on Facebook. That I never do that, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> instead of actually working because you're fried. Um, you don't have anything more mentally to give. So even though you might be working double the hours, you're not getting double the work done. Yep, and I think exactly. that's important. That's important to mention as well.
0: Yeah, and I think too when you do f- start freelancing, you're at home and you're completely in control of your own time. I feel like when I worked at a, when I worked for someone else, so I wasn't freelancing. I worked in an office at a regular company. Um, you know, like on Fridays, I probably only really did two hours of work. If I'm being honest, <laughs> sure I was there for eight hours, but I was not working. Okay, I was, you know, futzing around, taking two-hour lunches with my coworkers, um, researching something weird like the life cycle of monarchs. You know how you get in those YouTube <laughs> those YouTube uh, spirals, okay? Yes. But when you're freelancing, you have all the power. And to me, that's both terrifying and amazing. So sure, I do work less hours than I used to. I probably honestly don't work 40 hours a week. But I'm going to tell you, I make two to three times as much money as I ever did before I started owning my own business. And that's because I'm so much smarter with my time. Yeah, I might go down a monarch butterfly spiral once in a while, (laughs) but it's way less than when I actually worked in an office for someone else. So true hustlers know that time is precious and the most successful people, I mean, I read, you know, last year I read 70 books. I think it was a lot of them were nonfiction. The biggest tip is your time is precious, and when it comes down to it, the most important thing to you is probably your family and your friends and those closest to you, and so time is a virtue, And that's what you need to get the most of. Squeeze everything you can out of, you know, the time you have instead of, oh, well, traditional people say I'm supposed to work eight hours a day. So I guess I'll just sit here in my office, you know, messing around when I really am not doing anything. That's not helping you or your work. Um, it's not helping it get done. So I don't know. That's that's been my biggest shift in, you know, focusing on oh my God, I'm exhausted. I'm working all the time. I have to do this crap for this crappy client versus, (laughs) you know, quality now. And that's another part is having quality content, quality clients over crappy clients Um, that you have several of them. That has helped me kind of get out of the hustle mentality as well. And I feel like I'm rambling. So, Danielle, (laughs) I don't know what you think.
1: Um, no, I agree. And I think, I kind of mentioned this before, I think relationships um, with your clients and with, you know, your family or friends, whatever, is one of the most important things in life that we have. Time is by far our most precious resource. Um, it's funny because Brent Satoris, one of the partners at SDJ, likes to talk about living forever. <laughs> and I always jump on him and like, no, you don't want to live forever. And he insists he does. But you, we don't get to live forever. Um, not currently. Sorry, Brent. Um, so the time that you have, you need to make the most of it. And it, this gets a little woo-woo, I guess, but it's, it's all we've got. The time is all we have. And if you can't spend that time with the people that you care about, building relationships that you enjoy, and enjoying your work as well, um, I don't I don't know what the point is. Um, I really don't. I think that making time for life and making work um, something that you enjoy in addition to something that pays the bills is really important. And it was one of my biggest goals with being a freelancer. I feel extremely fortunate that um I get to spend so much time with my kid. I have, that's what's important to me and that, you know, not everyone's a parent, not everyone necessarily wants to be a parent and that's absolutely okay. But for me right now and the time I am in my life, that's what matters to me. Being able to, uh, spend time with my kid in the morning, you know, not rushing out the door, um, not getting home to give her a bath to feed her dinner to put her to bed. Um, being able to spend time with her every day is extremely important to me. And so for me, I can't hustle like I used to. I don't have the time and I don't want to. Um, and I like the way that you started out, the difference between work ethic and hustle mentality. There is a huge difference. We're not saying that you shouldn't work hard, that you shouldn't put in those long hours for those big clients, for those big jobs to make the money. You absolutely should, but there has to be balance. Um, and that's, I think, finding that that balance in shifting from just scraping every dime you can possibly find together to um, building a life you can enjoy. And, and I think that's really the point of freelancing for me.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so, uh, you know, we're talking about the big picture here, but I think, you know, for the last few minutes of this podcast, I want to talk about actionable steps that others can take that are listening. So, you know, Danielle, how did you move from, you know the fear-based hustle mentality where you have to work all the time you have to take clients on that you don't click with or don't pay enough how do you move from that to owning having ownership over what you're doing and realizing that your priority priority is your family um, and and figuring out the workload that way what are some actionable things you did or that happened
1: Yeah. So I think the first thing um, I recommend this a lot and I realize this is kind of hard is the anchor clients. Um, An anchor client is one or two main clients who you consistently work for every month. For me, it's SCJ. And I also have a company I work for based out of Jacksonville that does websites for hospitality industries. These are clients that I have long-term relationships with, although SCJ doesn't feel like a client. Um, I know I'm going to get work from them on the regular, um, not having to spend a lot of time chasing those clients down. So that kind of goes back to what I was talking about with relationships. So building those strong relationships with your clients where they consistently come back to you. When I left for maternity leave, I turned a few of my regular clients over to Caitlin, who is our social producer. Um, These were clients unrelated to SCJ. They trusted me. To come back, and when I came back, you know, there was a little fear, right? What if she does it better than me? And they don't want to come back to me, and they all did. Um, and so, building those relationships, I think, is makes a huge difference. And having those clients that come to you again and again, and it takes time, but it is doable.
0: Yeah, agreed. You know, I'm, I'm, I, uh, you know, me and my husband are thinking about starting a family, and there is that fear. Um, if you're take even if you're not having kids, maybe you're, you want to take a long trip. Mm-hmm. I know some freelancers who take the summer off, um, so they don't work in June and July, and then they pick up where they left off. Um, if that's what you want to do, I think you you can design your clients and your workload to make that work. Maybe it's hiring someone to take over your workload while you're gone. Um, you know, that's what I'm gonna plan to do whenever I have to go on maternity leave. Um, You know, it just think ahead. The options are there. Um, What kind of helped me move from this fear based thinking to having ownership is really conquering my fear and putting myself in really crazy situations for some reason, (laughs) even if it wasn't necessarily related to the hustle mentality, Um, public speaking. So I've spoken at PubCon, SCJ Summit, which, by the way, plug our next one is May 11th this year. Um, in Chicago if you guys want to check it out it's searchenginejournal.com slash sej-summit slash Chicago we'd love to have you but anyway um, you know public speaking in front of crowds of 200 people Um, I flew to Ireland and gave a three hour presentation on the fly I barely practiced and they said (laughs) I did great I mean I I did all these crazy things so then reflecting on you know going through something like that, that you're terrified of and you made it through, it kind of makes the day-to-day stuff seem like not as big of a deal. Um, So I know Tony Robbins, he's this really cool uh, speaker and author. He does these retreats where he makes people walk on fire and it's a little cheesy and I haven't done it, but it's the same line of thinking. It's like, okay, you literally walked on fire. You really think, you know, worrying about asking to get paid more from a client compares, no. So I would urge you guys, you know, to think about what's something that's terrifying to you and do it because it really kind of puts other things in perspective. Another thing that really helped me is um, this book. I think it's called Six Figure Women. It's really good. Um, She said that if you want to raise your rates, the next client you get that you're not personally invested in, like you like them well enough, but you're not, you don't have to have them or you know you're you're just on the fence double your rate just quote them double the rate that you um normally say and see what they say um when i did that after reading that the client just said okay and i was blown away and i know we talk about that in another freelancers forum episode which i we can link to in the recap but that completely blew me away, and so I've done that gradually. Like sometimes when I feel like I need to raise my rates again, I'll just say double to the next client I ha- I come across, and they'll just say, okay, and it's insane to me, and it never gets any less crazy. <laughs> but that was something that helped me. It's, excuse me, feeling like you're not, you know, taking some of the pressure off yourself, you know, either through thinking of your past experiences that you've gone through um, and just doing it. And a lot of times it works out. You would be surprised, I guarantee Um, And if it doesn't work out, and if they say, you know, that's way out of our budget, you can always negotiate. I mean, it's like anything else. It's like a salary negotiation or negotiating for a car. Okay, well, then what about XYZ? I mean, it just, it's it's possible. And I will tell you in all the things and all the places I've negotiated um, for clients, no one's ever said, that's too high, bye. It's always been a conversation and sometimes it doesn't end in a client, but I've never had someone just not answer me after I give them a quote Um, that's higher than, you know, what I normally charge. So that's something that really helped me is forcing myself out of my comfort zone. Um, and and looking back at that. And and even if you don't have anything work-related, maybe you were homeless and you got through that. Maybe your family was really poor and look at you, you graduated college or community college or whatever. Think about your past accomplishments and life is meant to be moved forward, not stagnant. I really believe that. Um, So, you know, it's okay to be okay with how things are, but you should always have goals. And that's another way to kind of, break past um feeling like you're just spinning in a hamster wheel
1: yeah so the book before i forget is secrets of six figure women by barbara stanny i have no idea if i'm pronouncing her last yep. name right yes but that's Thank the book you. um and what you're talking about as far as you know looking at your past experiences and you know thinking about where you've come from i think i think a lot of people do this but i think specifically women do this a lot which is when you fail, it's all your fault. When you succeed, it's luck.
0: Mm, Yes.
1: And that's one thing you have to get away from. Like for me, um, I was talking to a friend of mine who is struggling a lot right now in his life and he was like, yeah, but you're so lucky. And I'm like, no, screw you. I'm not lucky. I busted my ass to be able to get to this point. Um, I did work 60 hours a week. Um, Did I have a lot of good opportunities come my way? Sure. Were some of those luck? Yeah. I mean, some of them, the fact that I managed to sort of randomly connect with SCJ was a bit lucky, but I didn't get hired because I'm lucky. I got hired because I'm good at what I do. Um, and so taking ownership of your success is also really important. And I think that will help you kind of get out of that hustle mentality because you, if you're good at what you do, people notice and people will pay you double what you paid, get paid last time because they don't know, um, So ownership over your success and ownership over the fact that you own a business. You're not just, you know, scraping pennies together. Once you get to that point is when it's really important to move away from that that hustle mentality as we're calling it.
0: Yep. Agreed. So before we close out today, is there, you know, anything, any closing words, words of wisdom that you can impart on our listeners?
1: sure i should always be prepared for this because you always do this to me <laughs> um and i never you should
0: know you should know i why.
1: know like i gave out all the good stuff already um i really do think it goes back to relationships mm-hmm. and thinking about what matters in your life and there's also seasons in life right so there's seasons where you will be in that hustle mentality and there is nothing wrong with it um And again, we're not talking about working hard. You should always work hard. But we're talking about slowing down and thinking about why you became a freelancer. And what's the kind of life you want to build? Because you can.
0: Yep. See, there you go. You knew what to say. (laughs) So I'm going to close out with another Mark Cuban quote. He said, it's not in the dreaming, it's in the doing. So... Your career depends on what you're actually doing, not what you want to do, what you think you should do. It's all about what you, the actions you're taking. So think about that when you're deciding, you know, how you want to design your life, because that's really what it's about: designing your life and figuring out what's important for for you, to you, and um, building your business around that. So those are my closing words.
1: I like the designing your life. If that's not already a taken catchphrase that should be one
0: <laughs> right i think so all right so before we go danielle i wanted to mention our newsletter so um be sure to subscribe to our newsletter so you never miss an episode uh, we send out the newest episode and the top uh post of the week every friday in addition to other great content throughout the week um you can go to search engine journal.com slash podcast newsletter no spaces or dashes uh to subscribe easy as that so thanks so much danielle for joining me and um talking about freelancer stuff on freelancers forum
1: yeah always enjoy these
0: all right bye everyone again this is kelsey jones and danielle and toes with search engine journal
1: bye guys this marketing nerds podcast has been brought to you by search engine journal for more news interviews and how-to guides from marketing experts from around the world visit us at searchenginejournal.com. journal.com